0: Hi, I'm Yongchi. This is few Pot Summer Short. Yes!
1: <laughs> this is our current artist in residence at Field Residency. What kind of pronouns do you go by? Do you she, you... her. She, her? Great. Can you tell us where you grew up and how you sort of came to discover art?
0: I was born in Shenzhen, China, and I grew up there. Um, I have been like art since I was a very young kid, and it's like just doodling, but it wasn't until college that I really got very serious about oil painting. I went to University of Washington, uh, Seattle for college, Was it it
1: for undergrad or...?
0: Yeah, for undergrad, it was 2015. Mm -hmm. But I really like Seattle, so after I finished the BFA there, I continued the MFA in the same school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like the city for living in. It's like a very diverse and queer city, like community is very friendly and it's small, so it's not so expensive neither. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um,
1: Is that the first time you've been to Seattle?
0: Uh, yeah, it was the first time I've been to Seattle, but it wasn't the first time I traveled out of China. Um, my parents really like to travel, so they just take me um, everywhere. Yeah, I've been to Europe, uh, Southeastern Asia, and Japan. Also, I've been to England, yeah.
1: What was, what was one of your favorite travels? Um,
0: I remember I went to Rome, and it was like life-changing experience. It was the first time I ever seen art at that time because, like, I was born in a... It's not a small city, but it's new. It's just 30 years old. Oh, wow. In You know, China has been through a very uh, rapid economic outgrowth, and Shenzhen is, like, the city that, like, embodies that. So it, the economy in Shenzhen just grows very fast. Yeah, all the buildings were was built within 30 years. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around that.
0: Yeah, now it's like a New York vibe city.
1: Uh-huh, and really active. Yeah. Four seven.
0: I think the art scene now is getting better at Shenzhen. Hmm. Um, but when I was kid, it was like no art. <laughs> there <laughs> wasn't an art scene there. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I have no idea what good art is. I never went to a museum or gallery because there wasn't one. Rome was the first time I saw art, and it was masterpiece. It was like by Michelangelo, Da Vinci. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah. That's where you started? Yeah, that's where I got an idea of what art was and uh-huh. painting was. Mm-hmm. And before that I liked art but it was just doodling so it's different and it's like I have a like a spiritual shock. I yeah. feel I'm transformed by those things. I was just 12 so I could not describe that. i think that's something i want to do in the future
1: oh wow yeah cool that's great that's that's a pretty amazing story Mm -hmm. to go to rome right yeah (laughs) wow so then um you came back after your vacation and then like did you go to like a is there art school like a high school like would be considered high school here like an art high school or was it just a regular high school and did you did you study any art while you were in high school
0: There was art high school but I went to the regular high school and also I decided to go abroad so I went to an international high school which focus on studying English. Uh The art high school there is very different from Mm. the one here. They very focus on the technical aspect of things. So they would train you to be a very good drawer, like very good representational drawer mm-hmm. Yeah, in order to get into art school, like art college.
1: Mm-hmm. What is art for you?
0: I was listening to, um, it was like a philosophy podcast and it talks about Heidegger's mm-hmm. um, work. It talks about like what is art for Heidegger and he says something like, First, it has to be an artifact. Well, he is like an old guy from last century. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, but I think there is some truth in it. Um, it says it has to be artifact, but I think what he means is like although sometimes it is conceptual art, but when you have to think about how to make them into an artifact or a thing or a object when you show it in the gallery Mm. right um even if it's a performative art Mm -hmm. usually it's it becomes a video in a gallery space or Mm -hmm. i think even if you perform that in the space the performance itself becomes an object you can materialize it
1: it takes up space yeah
0: it takes up space Uh but only that doesn't make something art Uh It also has to um, embody some truth in it. So he thinks that um, art has to tell something true. Mm -hmm. I think I agree with that. It has to embody something true and honest for Mm -hmm. me. I would reflect on my own experience. Only the story is not enough. Mm -hmm. I have to find something meaningful in that or something that is universal, uh, it's not just for me, but Mm -hmm. also it's universal. And when I think something is special or only to me, I would victimize myself, but if I make it universal, other people can emphasize with me, I think I bring some agency Mm -hmm. and I feel more powerful. What do you mean
1: by victimize yourself?
0: For example, the subject matter I focus on is more like immigration, Asian diaspora. Like the feeling I have here that I am both alienized from my hometown and from America. So it's like I'm stuck within the liminal space between my hometown and America. But I only think that it's... Just me that is experiencing that, I would think I'm a victim of something. I'm powerless. I cannot change it. But if people can say, if they see my art, if they are like, oh, I can relate to that, I think I am more empowered.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely.
1: Connecting to community through art. Yeah,
0: and I think I can change something. Maybe I would not, but it's better to have a community. I
1: think it's definitely better to have a community. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, making connections to other other people is how we, one, not feel so alone, maybe not feel so, so victimized. Mm-hmm. Maybe feel a sense of humanity. And yeah. There's like a greater story going on that you're part of. So... Did you come to art through that that one experience and then that was a sort of epiphany right and um, were your parents ever involved with art or what did your parents do?
0: No, my parents are not into art at all <laughs> oh really <laughs> Yeah, they just don't understand. They are like every regular parents uh-huh. basic <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They want me to do go to business school mm, uh-huh. or be a successful lawyer or Uh Yeah, just make a lot of money, and artists is like the very far away from Mm -hmm. making money. (laughs) Oh,
1: I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At first they were not very supportive, but recently they are very supportive of me, which is very nice.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like I try to explain to them. At first they're like, "Is that a face?" Uh, (laughs) uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But later, uh, they're like, oh, shit, she's serious about that.
2: Uh-huh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You have two degrees in it now,
0: right? Uh, yeah, at first, I was in psychology major. Mm, okay. hmm So I double major in psychology and art. I was interested in psychology because, um, first, it is, like, a very interesting topic, like, human, um, psychic, um, like, you get to know people better
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and I think that's helpful for art too there are a lot of overlap it's like I have to find a happy middle like I'm not sure Mm -hmm. whether I should have art as a career because it's like I'm so scared that I might got bankrupt or like for getting an art degree and like not having a job like later Mm -hmm. so I just go for psychology because I think I would be a therapist which can bring me some money but also <laughs> yeah
2: uh-huh. but
0: also it's like an interesting thing to learn.
1: Yeah definitely.
0: Yeah so I got that uh, I got two degree in college. I think learning that also changed me. Like it doesn't help me a lot for getting a job but it helped me with my work. Mm-hmm. It also make like helped me become a more open minded person. Yeah, mm-hmm. try to understand how people other people like put my shoes in it.
2: Yeah, put your feet <laughs> put in a, shoes. Yeah, yeah. Put my feet in yeah.
0: other people's shoes.
1: So it yeah, maybe it brought you more empathy. Yeah. When you're looking at others.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really empathetic when I was just here. Like uh-huh. so I think I changed a lot. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: And you pursued that on purpose. Or did you was that the outcome when you were pursuing it? That it's figured? the
0: outcome. I wasn't like, I wanted to be a more empathetic person when I got into the major. It mm-hmm. just slowly changed me.
1: That's great. Can you tell me about how your work developed over this time? You started at the beginning of your bachelor's and, and your master's
0: so i think my works are always around identity issue it's basically asking who am i and how do i locate myself in this world it's not just nationality but also sexuality gender during my bachelor degree my thesis work for my bfa was also like around identity so I had a surgery when I was 19 years old. It's like a scoliosis surgery. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest surgery in the for the spine. So it's like dangerous. Like
1: You could be um, paralyzed.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you could be. Also, my condition was bad. So not a lot of doctors can do it. So I oh. took a lot of time to find the right doctor uh-huh. for me. I tried to not have the surgery, but it didn't work. Yeah. Like as I grow up, my condition just got worse. So I, yeah I just decided to do the surgery and fix it. Mm-hmm. So my thesis for the BFA um was about this experience. Mm-hmm. I want to relate I want to relate to this surgery to a broader experience of something that's hidden because if I don't tell people about my surgery they will never know that I have been through that. I think about how sometimes when you meet somebody, you think they are this kind of person, but actually you never know what they have been through. So it
1: sounds like a lot of the, your experience has been around that, that particular type of quest in a certain way. Mm-hmm. To maybe to empathize with other people and to like kind of... Or your experience pushed that too, right? Where you were like, I yeah. have this thing that's happened to me and I'm doing... Know, throughout my life and nobody would know to look at me now
0: but. yeah that's related to my sexuality too mm-hmm. I'm a bisexual I was like not very comfortable about telling that to people when I was a teenager because um, a lot of people are homophobic in China including my parents oh. they are yeah they don't like that at all um I was thinking about how my sexuality is is hidden and people not knowing that it's just like a scar on my back.
1: So does the, the scar sort of exists there? Yeah. And is always there. Yeah. Um, but it's not everybody can see it.
0: Yeah, That's but cool. now I'm more open about talking about this.
1: Did coming to the U.S., deciding to study here, was was this part of it as well to be able to live in a society that might be a little more open?
0: Yeah, it's not a major reason. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't find out i am a bisexual until i was 16 but i have been planning to go to u.s already Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah it's not one of the major things but maybe it might be one of the benefits
0: yeah it's the benefit (laughs) Yeah. yeah
1: that's great so that's reflected in the work in this all of these things are kind of this narrative of something that's underneath that we all kind of have our own
0: yeah story
1: yeah story or quiet lives of desperation <laughs> mm-hmm. and that through art you're opening these possibilities of this discussion or this connection to another person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a
1: question about Rome. Looking back now,
2: mm-hmm. did
0: you
1: feel a connection to the work that you were seeing?
0: I think it's the space that works um, because I remember I was in the Sistine Chapel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not just the painting, it's like the whole space that have the psychic effect on me. Yeah. I wanted to tra- like be converted to Catholic uh, after <laughs> I w- went to Sistine Chapel, but then I I, I thought about converting to Catholicism for like a few years and then i went to a church here and then i they're like homophobic and yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm like no
1: what's amazing in the 16th chapel is how homoerotic it is right
0: uh, yeah but yeah. it's like sarcastic yes yeah
1: yes sarcastic i think is a great way of putting it mm-hmm. i think this is interesting to think about because your your work is really big and encompassing mm-hmm. in the same way that the 16th chapel you know like you're living inside of the the bubble of the painting in a certain way right yeah it surrounds
2: you
0: but i mean my i felt that the problem with contemporary painting is like it's not not like sistine chapel it's like the whole building is made for this specific artwork but i think the gallery space is like Anything can be there. It's mm-hmm. a white cube and it's not very specific. I was like trying to make smaller works and I find that, yeah, I still like big works better. I think they just give you an impact more. But when it's on your phone, smaller works is better. Like, <laughs> looks better. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you have a couple small works in the studio, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like some small paintings.
2: Uh, I
0: was doing a project like uh, 20 paintings in 20 days. hmm. So I made 20 paintings and um, small paintings, and I try to not think about things. Uh, It's like just draw or paint whatever that's in my head Mm -hmm. Um, because. My process is usually very Liderious. complicated. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have a process that's work for me. I usually would draw small studies, mm-hmm. like this size, iPhone size. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> iPhone size. Yeah, I would draw 15 of them and then decide which one I like. And then I would draw it like a final one Mm -hmm. and then I would ask models to pose for me and take some photos and then I would draw big drawings Like what I did in the studio. Uh The drawing is a work of its own But I would then proceed to a painting that's of the same size Um, Yeah,
1: okay, so are you still doing paintings at that same size because it seems like we've seen a lot of drawings I'm just I think I'm asking in general. Are you Mm -hmm. have you become more interested in the drawing process as a finished work? Mm. Or are these still um, sort of in a certain sense a study mm. for a final painting?
0: I think they are a work of its own. Mm. They are different. They solve different issues. But of course they are in a sense study for the final works, but it just solve the drawing issues. Actually, I think I'm better at drawing than painting. Oh. Yeah, I like my drawing better than painting. Mm-hmm. I think painting s- solves problems like color and the physical quality of the paint, like thickness and the transparency. But drawing is more simple for me, so I can be loose and free
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: drawing. Actually, I think that's what makes painting hard for me mm-hmm. because you can have so many choices. Um, Uh in painting. I want everything. It's like too much in the one painting Mm -hmm. but the charcoal drawing is simpler Mm -hmm. because I only have this choice so I can just focus on how to solve the problem.
1: And the the problems are what?
0: I think for the drawing it's just a drawing issue and uh, value also it doesn't have color I mean it has color but it's like about value more. When it's painting it's not just value you have to squint your eyes. Sometimes it's like a red color. It looks very bright, but actually, if you turn that into black and white picture, Mm -hmm. it's kind of dark.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
0: you have to consider more things in painting. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: For drawing, it's more representational. Sometimes it's more about how realistic or the ratio of things, just basic problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would do imagination, like, drawings from an imagination so i would just focus on how to make these figures look interesting mm-hmm. but also not too like crazy it's like i wanted to look convincing but also not too literal mm-hmm. and interesting at the same time
1: yeah and it's like keeping yourself as well as the audience interested in what's going on
0: my style was more representational, but I'm constantly changing. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm shifting to a style that would be more from my head. Uh-huh. But I want to be convincing too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can you tell us about the um, the work that you're working on? Yes. The large one. And it's part of a larger body of work. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so this is part of my thesis work. My thesis work's name is It drink man woman so it's directly from a movie called it dream woman. it's like the same name directed by ang lee do you know him Mm -hmm. i'm very much influenced by movie so i always watch movies for my reference like either for form like composition value or color or sometimes it is for concepts Mm -hmm. just ideas in general as i mentioned it's like about Asian diasporic experience. It's about the feeling of in between two ideologies, two cultures and trying to find a word that can describe. I find that in the current world or the semiotic system, I could not find a proper word that could summarize my experience. It's not just like I am international student it doesn't, generalize my experience. It's more complicated. So if I have to make people understand how I feel, I have to talk like this. I have to tell a full story instead of using a word to summarize it. That is what I'm trying to do with my painting. And the first one is in an apartment. So for every painting, I have a drawing for that of the same size. First drawing is me and my friend sitting on the table at an apartment. I think it's more like a Americanized scene. I make myself centered and everyone else is talking to each other and everyone else is very involved in the conversation. But so me, I mean the figure is the only one that is not there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you looking at the viewers or are you?
0: I am just looking at my phone oh, <laughs> in the painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh Uh-huh. Isolated. Yeah, isolated. I paint everyone in a like a mobilized way. I paint multiple figures overlapping Mm -hmm. with each other. I think it's because when I do the drawing I find that it's not enough to just draw one figure. I was very much influenced by Jenny Savelle. Her drawings is also like a lot of figures overlapping with each other. I like Anna Park's drawing too. And her drawings is very dynamic, too. I think that makes the image more interesting. I want to translate that directly into my painting. I don't think I did that successfully, but I'm getting better at translating drawing into painting. Mm -hmm. The first painting is kind of exploring, but after I did the first painting, I pretty much decide what I want for the next uh, paintings in the series. It's like I want it to be dynamic, multiple figures overlapping with each other. It has to be one main bold color. For the first one, it's yellow, because I felt yellow represents anxiety for me. I have like serious anxiety issue. That yellow is kind of vibrating. I want to give the viewer that feeling of like sitting among people, but not feeling really there. Mm-hmm. being kind of isolated although you seems like you're among them but actually you're not for the second one it's a wedding scene it's also inspired by anli's another movie called the Wed- the wedding banquet so in that movie it was like a wedding scene and it was very chaotic the director actually played a role in the movie he said this is the result of 5000 years of sexual repression in china Thinking about that, I felt that I doesn't really agree with the Chinese ideology, I guess. I find that as I stay longer here, I start to get used to the Western liberal tradition more. And I got more alienated from what a local mainland Chinese would agree. I still feel very connected to where I'm from. I love it. Like, because my parents, my family, I love them, although they sometimes are not so nice, but they still love me. It's like you're bonded by the blood. It's very complicated. I felt the same way to my motherland. You don't like a lot of things about them, but you still want to understand them more and just find a space there that you can be more comfortable. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure
1: also in the same sense that you, maybe this is me projecting, that you would want to connect with people that are like you, that Mm -hmm. are experiencing that and try to, like for me would be to try to give them the space Mm -hmm. that maybe you felt like you didn't have since it was a sort of black and white you're either lesbian
0: or you're straight, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to find a space in between that too. That's why I'm making that painting. So the first painting is more about the American. It's like I don't really belong to here but I feel that I'm performing to Belong. So I think there it's a, more about identity performance. You're trying to be someone that you're not to fit in some culture better. When you do that enough, it's really become part of you. It's like slowly become the reality. It's mm-hmm. not performance anymore. But it's sad because when that performance become a re- reality, you become more alienated from where you were before which is China Mm -hmm. but you still want to go back but I don't know how it's like now when I'm back in China I have to perform my identity again I have to pretend to be straight or pretend to be something that I'm not I guess it's like now I am more outgoing and Asian culture is more reserved so I think when I am back in China I would change into it's not something I'm not but I have two different modes. Like, I change into a mode that is more reserved. Yeah. (laughs) I was reading a book called The History of Space. Mm -hmm. It's the history of space in painting, but Mm -hmm. also, like, how an art object is situated in a space Mm -hmm. and how that would affect how people would view the art. Yeah, of so there are different methods that Chinese artists, like, I mean, traditional paintings would do for non-traditional perspective or linear perspective.
1: Art is really such a, a great way to re-examine your, your life in the way that you experience life, right? Mm-hmm. I think about this too, as like a, I, I experience things in a very uh, two or two-dimensional way. And I live in a three-dimensional world, but I do, I'm constantly framing things.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do that, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also, like, I, I grew up watching movies, and that was, like, my, the form of art that I sort of felt closest to. Mm-hmm. And also felt that it was ubiquitous and that, like, yeah, per- almost everybody had access.
0: Mm. But before mm. film is invented, uh, I think, like, the oldest form of art is still painting and drawing. Yeah. Do you think that that is more <laughs> ubiquitous?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just thinking more generationally, I guess,
0: oh. in my
1: life, or something to that effect. Like I did not relate to painting. I did, oh. I did not relate to.
0: Do you still <laughs> to painting right now?
1: <laughs> I, I I do much more since uh-huh. I moved here to New York. Yeah. Before in in Los Angeles, I was more interested in sculpture and installation and oh. conceptual work.
0: Wow, um, interesting. Yeah. I I am like the opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Are getting more interested in conceptual and installation or what?
0: <laughs> I'm I still not related to sculpture and conceptual. I'm such a painting purist and <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I am only interested in two dimensional form of art, which mm-hmm. is um, painting or drawing and yeah. film. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Do you think you'll ever make a film?
0: I was dreaming about that the <laughs> other day. I was like, couldn't sleep and think about what if I would make a short film. I have a lot of idea, but well, I never learned about how to use a camera. I, I think I would eventually learn it.
1: I think it would be interesting to see what kind of film that you would make after, whenever you're ready to make a film, what it would look like and what it would, just coming off the experience of sort of making work in a certain sense from film,
0: right? If I make a film, It would not be a story. It would be more like a short video that you would see in a gallery.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I was thinking about the idea of how you are doing things in this world, but you didn't leave a trace. So that I am doing stuff everywhere here. I'm walking the street, using the subway, and... Also, I'm painting in the field project gallery. <laughs> but then I would just clean that up and leave. Same as I stay in my uh, school, UW. I, I feel the most like that when I was cleaning up my studio, like after two years, I used that studio for two years. It almost feels like my home. But then I have to clean that up. And when I leave, um, it's like new. Mm. So I'm thinking about this space that... I never leave trace on, but I have my story that happened here. If I can document this concept, it's like you're constructing or you're having this story happening here. But then it's like leaves no trace. So let's go back to the painting. It's related. (laughs) I mean, it's related. So the first and second painting, both of them, I don't feel I would leave a trace there. So
1: in the banquet, the, the wedding one, tell us more about that one.
0: So it's more like I am alienated from traditional Chinese ideology. I have to also do the identity performance, identity performance to fit in where I used to be. I want to draw that moment in the wedding banquet that because people are suppressing their individuality and their desire, because I think Chinese people are more reserved, so... They won't usually express what they want directly. When there is an opportunity for them, like wedding banquet, they would just vent out. So they would just let that go. So I want to draw that chaotic moment where they vent out.
1: So it's like an explosion.
0: Yeah, it's an explosion, like emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't feel I would leave a trace there neither because I don't really feel connected to that mm-hmm. but the drawing I'm making now when I am finishing it I actually feel that um, that is the most connected space of so, the three yeah
1: tell us more about
0: that um, so that would be about death because I think the second one is about wedding so it's about love so that is a nice extension of that um, or a natural extension. I was thinking about my memory, childhood memory, where we went to a rural area, we would prepare food. It's actually ancestor worshiping. So we prepare those food and bring them to the graveyard. The graveyard are usually in the forest or on a hill or something. We would put the food on the ground and then burn the incense and offer the food to the ancestors that people would eat the food first, and then we bring that food back and we eat the food ourselves. So it's like sharing the food with the ancestor. So you have that sense of bondage within the community. Like doing this together would make us feel that we are a family. we We have deep connection. But at the same time, like when I was a kid, I feel that's like super gross because like you literally let the dead people eat the food and then <laughs> I eat the food later it's so like I don't want to share food with dead people and <laughs> yeah <laughs> also they brought that to the graveyard and it's like covered with dust so I didn't want to eat that but I felt that it's a very warm moment
1: connecting with the, with, with the, yeah.
0: ancestors
1: and, yeah and through your community right like mm-hmm
0: and it was like, um, it's not a performance. Mm. It's very quiet. So I think that's like very na- natural, mm. natural.
1: That's interesting too, because that those parameters are set out for you to perform in. Like you're doing a ritual right? Mm. That, like that's literally a performance, but there's something good about that, that, that makes you feel.
0: Yeah, happy. because only the families are involved So you would not have to fake yourself, I guess. You're also interacting with the ancestor and they are dead, so you don't have to yeah, fake neither. So that's
1: the third um, piece in the series?
0: Yeah, and then I would, after that drawing, I would make a painting of that. I think that painting would be green or blue. So wait,
1: the first one was yellow, Mm -hmm. and the banquet was what?
0: Red. Was red. Yeah and then the third one would be green or blue green or blue yeah why green or blue because i think um first is the three original color like red yellow blue
1: the primary
2: colors
0: ah yeah yeah yeah. yeah primary yeah. color yeah. and then i think death the topic is good for cooler color and i need a monochromatic scene because like the other twos are like that so honestly i'm bad at color So, yeah, so I think working with monochromatic color is easier for me. It works Mm -hmm. more like drawing because I don't have to think too much about how different color would work together. I only need to think about value and some of the other stuff. I also have never worked with blue and green in a large scale. I think it's a great challenge for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there going to be another piece in the series or is it just the three?
0: I think that's just the three. Mm-hmm. I usually would only do three paintings for one project. Mm-hmm. No more than three.
1: Is there uh, a reason or is it just feels right?
0: For yeah, it feels right and I think a lot of films are triptych. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it,
0: it's very filmatic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing next?
0: So after this After the painting, I'm thinking about doing a mythology project. It's like a Chinese mythology. It's called Strange Stories in a Chinese Studio. So the Chinese name is uh, Liaojai Yi. It's about ghost stories or strange stories. It's not necessarily about ghosts. It's also about strange things that have happened. So it would include queer stories. It's like a very old novel. It was uh, published in No. 17, 1740. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. published in 1740. Uh-huh. So at that time, queer was strange. Yeah. So it's strange story. Like there are many gay couples and lesbian cap- couples. It's like a compilation of stories, short stories. Uh, there are like, like 150 stor- short stories. Wow. I was trying to find those um, stories about queer mm. and I want to paint them. Um, and I'm thinking about doing them and it's like for each story I would do a triptych too it's like you know those religion Mm painting it's like you have a painting in the middle and two it's like narrower painting on the side Mm -hmm. I want to do three for each paint I mean for each story and maybe I would do five stories Uh That it depends how many story I can find
1: Will it look like an altar piece because yeah altarpiece.
0: yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. because I want to think about the traditional Chinese mythology in the context of a traditional Western oil painting mm-hmm. but maybe it would change I'm still writing a proposal I, I like to write before I start doing things oh, that's good. yeah just to make myself clear so it might change yeah yeah
1: that sounds interesting though I mean that's also
0: in that mythology series, I was trying to find how like queers are suppressed, and also sometimes themselves try to be part of the patriarchal system. Yeah, yeah to oppress other right. people. Yeah,
1: I think any type of marginalized group um, has the pressure to assimilate into the mainstream group, especially in, in an oppressive society. Yeah. I don't know if that is.
0: I was trying to find evidence of trance in that stories mm. series too.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I could not find a literary trance, um, but I did find something that is close. It's like mm-hmm. you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. There is a story called The Painted Skin. So the story was like there was a guy who is already married and he is studying for an entrance exam to be a governor. And he is like failing at it uh, for a few years. One day he met a girl. Uh, she said she's homeless. He thinks he's very, she's very beautiful. And she just brought her in his house and slept with her. But his wife didn't know that because he just locked the girl in a yard or something. They are just staying in one building and he just tell his wife that don't walk in my room because I need to focus in studying mm. and then his wife just find that he became paler and paler every day and find something is wrong and one day his brother came back so his brother find out that girl is a ghost mm. and he just bring his brother that he's like telling his brother oh this girl is a monster that wants to eat you
2: uh-huh.
0: he doesn't believe in that and he just bring him like quietly and just poke a hole in the window and look through that and they see a monster that painting the skin. So the monster is actually wearing a uh, human skin mm-hmm. and the monster is like uh, wearing clothes and so he has to i mean it has to take the skin off and paint repaint that every day uh-huh. and wear it again so the monster is actually genderless because in the in the original text it doesn't specify the monster's gender uh-huh. in the translation english translation there are two different translation. one it's more closer to original text, so it says it hmm. for the pronounce of the monster. Hmm. But then for the other one, it just says he uh-huh. as the pronounce. The other translation who says he was criticized. Hmm. yeah, a lot of people are criticizing that yeah. text, yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about that story, and I was thinking about how that guy was having sex with the genderless man- monster, and think about how that monster wear a skin and become a woman, and it's like I can relate to the performative nature of gender. I think that's a very interesting topic to explore.
1: Mm, yeah, so that's your next project, is that you're going to be sort of working on these things and trying to have yeah. some representations of them and stuff. Yeah. That sounds great, mm-hmm. and the triptych is also a great way of talking of, of um, telling stories, right? Different parts of a story.
0: Mm-hmm. I find a lot of Japanese ukiyo paintings that are also triptych, and they are actually very good at those stories.
1: Is there anything else you want to say? You wanna?
0: To... Mm-hmm. I think that's all. Thank you so much. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming. Thanks for doing our, our residency. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And-
0: Thank you. It was great space, and I met so many people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, it was so <laughs>
2: This is you, Summer Summer's show.
1: Have a great summer. Bye.